say about the importance of knowledge. Knowledge is what makes you great. We know that even in the natural realm, how much more in the realm of the spirit. And the Bible gives us the knowledge of men, the knowledge of men, human beings, the knowledge of devils, and the knowledge of God. So these three areas of knowledge, the Bible has completely unfolded and opened to us for our understanding, to equip us, to empower us, to live a successful life. It's the will of God for the church to be successful. And the church is made up of you and I, the people of God, those that are born again by the Holy Spirit, by the word of God. So without a doubt, God wants you to be successful. God wants you to be victorious. It is not the will of God for you to be confused, nor for you to be defeated. So your spiritual birth matters. And we need to understand as Christians what it means to be a Christian. What has been given to us. Our rights and our privileges as Christians. What is the will of God for us as Christians? What is our inheritance in Christ Jesus? Amen. So all of these, all of these um, matters have been given to us in the form of knowledge and understanding. And understanding pulls the word of God into your spirit. Understanding draws and pulls the ministry and the power of God into your spirit to minister through you. So I encourage you to take notes this morning. Because what I'm giving you is very powerful and very important. Number one, we get into the divine order of natural birth. Now, birth is not a uh, birth is not a coincidence. Neither is he an accident. Nobody is just accidental. Nobody is coincidental. Birth is very, very important in the sight of God. When we talk about the first couple, when we talk about the first man, Adam. Adam was not born. Adam was not born. He was made. Neither was Eve born. Eve was not born. Eve was made. So neither Adam nor Eve had a belly button like you and I have. Because they were not born of another man. They were made of God. They were made of God. They got their life from the breath of life. Who is the breath of life? The Holy Spirit. And then what happened after them? They started to procreate. They started to give birth to people. They were made and then they started to give birth to mankind. We call that procreation. Jesus was born of a woman. Jesus was conceived in the womb of a woman called Mary. Yet his conception was by the word that Gabriel delivered to Mary. His conception was by the word of God delivered 
to Mary and by the hovering power of the Holy Spirit upon the body of Mary. Jesus came into the earthly realm through the consent of a woman. God will always move with a person's consent. God will never move without your agreement, without your consent, your permission, because he's never bossy. He will never just intrude. The consent of a woman gave Jesus entrance through her womb into the natural, the earthly realm in the form of a man, a human being. We call that incarnation. That tells us how important your body is. That tells us that God will absolutely not put sickness and disease on your body. He will absolutely not cause accidents in the life of a Christian or anybody. It's the enemy who comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but not God. In the Old Testament, none of the Old Testament saints, I'm talking about Moses, Abraham, David, Elijah, Daniel, none of them had a spiritual birth. Listen to me carefully. None of them had a spiritual birth. They had a calling. They had a calling. David had a calling. Elijah had a calling. Moses had a calling. But none of them, none of them was born spiritually. Not even Enoch, who walked very closely with God, so close that God took him away. Now let's look at the divine order of spiritual birth. The divine order of spiritual birth. You and I, we were born spiritually. In God's sight, in the kingdom of Jesus Christ, you and I had been born spiritually. If you look at John chapter 8 verse 23, John 8 23, the Amplified Bible, what does it mean to be born spiritually? What is the significance of your spiritual birth? Jesus said to them, you are from below. I am from above. You are of this world, of this earthly order. I am not of this world. So to be spiritually born means to be born from above. To be born from above. Not to be born in this world, from this world. Not to be born in a natural order, of a natural order. If you look at John chapter 3 verse 3. John 3 3. We all know this scripture very well. And yet it's very important that we dig deeper. 
deeper, line upon line, precept upon precept. Don't ever think that you've been a Christian for so long, you know it. No, no, no. There's still a lot we need to discover. John 3, 3. Jesus answered him, I assure you, most solemnly, I tell you, so we better pay attention, that unless a person is born again, born anew, not the old wineskin, but the new wineskin. Born anew, born from above. He cannot see, cannot know, cannot be acquainted with, cannot experience the kingdom of God. So the reason why you and I have been born again, it's so that we can be above. It's so that we can operate as a new man, so that we can know, so that we can be acquainted with, so that we can experience the kingdom. There's a purpose. There's a purpose for where you are and who you are now. If you look at John chapter 3, verse 7, John 3, 7, Jesus said, marvel not, marvel not. This is a very powerful word. Marvel means it's something that you've never seen before. And when you say it, you go, wow, marvel not. Don't be surprised. Don't be astonished at my telling you, you must. It's not an option. It's not an advice, but it's essential. It's very important. It's of primary importance. You must all be, all be born anew, afresh, and born from above. Above. So it's not the will of God for us to be caught up Stuck in the earthly realm. The word of God says the ministers of God must not be entangled in civilian affairs. So lift up your hands and say, thank you, Lord. I'm being disentangled. Disentangled from all foolish civilian affairs. Amen. Look at John chapter 3, the same chapter. You can read the whole chapter yourself when you go home. Chapter 3, verse 31. John chapter 3, verse 31. He who comes from above, who is that he? Jesus. He who comes from above is far above all others. He who comes from the earth belongs to the earth. Listen to this. And talks the language of the earth. His words are from an earthly standpoint. He who comes from above, from heaven, is far above all others. Continue that. Superior to. Superior to all others. In prominence. And in excellence. In prominence and in excellence. If you can move on to that. Superior to all others in prominence and in excellence. That's why Jesus said, 
Verily, verily, I say unto you, you must be born from above. We have to be born from above to live in that order, to live by that order, to live in that realm. Ask yourself a question. What have I been born with? What have I been born with? What comes with my spiritual birth? What is in my salvation package? For example, if you're getting ready to go on a picnic or on an outing, right? You have your luggage, you have your baggage, and you would open it, and you will look what's on the inside. So we've come from heaven. We've come from heaven with a parachute. And you need to look at what's in your package, what's on the inside. We have, write it down if you can. Number one, we have been given the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. Why are we given the Spirit of God? Am I truly born again? That's how you know. Am I truly born again? What have been given to me? What's in the package? Number one, the Spirit of God. 1 Corinthians 2, 12. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but, say with me, not the Spirit of the world. But the Spirit which is of God. The Spirit of God. Why? What for? That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. The Spirit of God is in you. What for? That you might know. You might know what God has given you. The certainty of your future, the hope of your calling, your inheritance in Christ Jesus. So number one, your spiritual birth has given you the spirit of God to live on the inside of you. What's his name? One more time. What's his name? The Holy Spirit. Number two. What has been given you? Number two, write it down. It's been given to you your spiritual knowing. Spiritual knowing. It's just that somehow you know and you know. It's been given to you a spiritual knowing because you have been born again. Look at 1 John chapter 2 verse 20. 1 John chapter 2 verse 20. But you have an unction. An unction from the Holy One. And you know all things. You don't have to worry about your sickness and disease. God's God will tell you. You don't have to worry about when you're dying. Because God will tell you. He will tell you of the things to come. That's what's been given you. That's number two. Number three, what's been given you? Your positional authority. 
position matters. Your position in the realm of the spirit matters. Your position determines whether you're going to fail or you're going to lose. Whether you're going to fail and lose or you're going to win. Positional authority. What did we say just now? What did Jesus say? What did he say? He said, verily, verily, you must be born from, born from, born from. How can you trample on snakes and scorpions if you are not from above? So we need to know our positional authority, where we have been placed. Can we say amen? Amen. Say to the person next to you, your position matters. And who is the one giving us positions? Jesus. Amen. Look at Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians 1.21. Ephesians 1.21. Far above. Come on, say with me. Far above. One more time. Far above. Have you ever watched a war movie? You know, they were fighting so hard, you know, at ground level. And then what happened? The fighting jets came. You know, all the, what do you call them? The, what do you call them? Are there special names for those airplanes? Fly, fighter jets, fighter jets. And they come and they start bombing, bombing the devil. <laughs> Why? Because they are far above. So in order to defeat demons, we need to be far above. Amen. Say to the person next to you, stay above. Stay far above. So our thoughts matter. Our thoughts matter. Remember just now we said, do not be entangled in civilian affairs. The law of gravity pull you down. But the Holy Spirit lifts you So the spirit of condemnation, accusation puts you down. The spirit of encouragement, the anointing lifts you up. Okay? So that's the importance. If you look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. And who is that? Well, you said just now, Ephesians 121, that scripture is about Jesus. Well... Let's look at us. And has raised us up. Who is in the us? Lift up your hands. If you are in the us, lift up your hands. Now, you don't lift up your hands, that means you're not in that. We are in the us. Amen. Come on, say with me, I'm in the us. Has raised us up together and made us sit together where? In heavenly places in Christ. Jesus. Amen. So is it right for you to think that I'm not good enough? Is it right for you to keep condemning yourself and condemning others? No. Amen. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is in the uplifting business. So that's point number. For those that are taking notes, what number is that? Three. Okay. Point number four. What have we been given? 
power from above. Power from above. Remember what did Jesus say to the disciples? Do not leave Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. The next point, light from above. Where's the sun? From above. If you're walking into a dark room, where would you put the light? From above. And you are called the light of the world. From above. What's the next point? Wisdom from above. Wisdom and understanding from above. Wisdom and understanding, not from college, not from the university, not from human experience, but from above. Let's look at James chapter 3, verse 17. James 3, 17. But the wisdom that is, one more time, the wisdom that is from above is first of all, pure, pure, peaceable, gentle, Easy to be entreated, full of mercy, good fruit, without partiality, not clicky, no small groups, no partiality, and without hypocrisy. That means what I say is what I do. What I tell you is who I am. Can we say amen? Authentic. Say to the person next to you, authentic. What else have we been given us? What else have been given us? Love, hope, faith. All love, hope, faith that never fail, ever living. What have been given us? Grace, favor, all the fruit of the Spirit, all the gifts of the Spirit. Where are they all from? Tell me, church. Above. Amen. What else have been given us as Christians, as born-again, spirit-filled Christians? Prophetic leading, guidance, divine orchestration of events. How many of you want divine orchestration of events? Lift up your hands. Amen. This is what I pray for. This is what I believe for every day. I don't want accidents. I don't want my plan. I want God's plan. Divine orchestration of events. I don't mind even if I have to change 10 times a day. I remember when we were in Bangkok, you know, we moved. You asked Sunny, we moved all the time. Selling this house and moved to another one, selling that and moved to another one and selling this and moved to another one. And through all of that, we made so much money. Say to the person next to you, changes are good. But they have to be changes from the Lord. They have to be changes that come from God, not from our human planning. Amen is so important. Well, you ask me, Pastor Dora, what if I miss God? Doesn't matter. There's a learning, learning curve when it comes to hearing the voice of God. Do I have to be ashamed and condemned when I miss hearing God? Absolutely no. Can we say amen? Amen. So prophetic leading, guidance, divine orchestration of events. Amen. When we talk about above, we are, we are talking about above change and decay. Say to the person next to you, above change and decay. 
So when we are born from above, we have been born into the highest order, the highest realm, and the dominion of God. That's why being a Christian is so, so powerful. That's why Jesus said it's important, it's essential that you be born again. It's important, it's essential that you don't leave where you are until you be endued with power from on high. Amen. So, so important. Go with me to 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 4. And when the word of God is being preached to you, it's not to bring you down. It's not to condemn you. It's not to put you down. It's not to beat you up. The word of God once spoken will empower you. Speak the word only. The word of God being released. The word of God being spoken. What goes? And we will never return to God void, but achieve what it pleases and accomplish, accomplish the purpose for which it is sent. So I'm sending the word to you. I'm sending the word to you. I'm sending the word to you. So you're like with your heart, you say, I receive, boom, I receive, boom, I receive, boom, I receive, boom, I receive. Glory be to God. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If you look at 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 4. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 4. Amplified. Born anew into an inheritance which is beyond the reach of change. That means it's not temporary. It's permanent. Beyond the reach of change and decay. That word change means perishable. How many of you have had um, vegetables or fruit or whatever, you know, uh, that you have, you know, purchased and because you haven't, uh, you forgot or you haven't eaten them and they have perished. And what, what's the look of, of those vegetables and fruit when they perish? Limp with no life and they stink, they smell Right? That's the word perish. That's why they're called perishables. Okay? So we are told that we've been given an inheritance beyond the reach of change and decay. The inheritance that's imperishable, unsullied, and unfading. Well, the other day, you know, we went to a market and we saw a guy and he caught butterflies and he was, you know, baking, uh, what do you call them? Um, you know, he make those butterflies into, and he put them into, you know, butterflies that have died. Huh? No, not cocoon. What do you call, huh? Preserve, yes. Preserved butterflies, which are already dead. And, uh, and he told us, the color of those butterflies stays forever. That's how powerful God is. That's how powerful God is. How many of you have had photographs or prints that have faded? But the colors of God, they don't fade. They stay forever. Amen. How many of you know that the minute you reach heaven, all your beauty is revived? You'll be at your best. 
That's why there's no, there's nothing sad about going to heaven. You'll be at your best. You'll be at your optimal performance, optimal appearance. When you reach heaven, the minute you reach heaven, wow, everything is perfect. 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 Can we say amen? Unsullied, unfading, reserved where? In heaven for you. Amen. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Go with me to 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 23, the amplified verse 23. You have been regenerated, born again, not from a mortal origin, the seed and the sperm, but from one who is immortal by the ever living and lasting word of God. Wow. Say to the person next to you, she's talking about me. Well, last Sunday I told you I wasn't talking about you, but this Sunday I'm telling you I'm talking about you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I didn't, I didn't plan this. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So we have been born into a permanent perfection. We've been born again into an order that supersedes all other temporary orders. We've been born into a superseding permanent order, which is called heaven. Look at Psalm 103 verse 19. Psalm 103 verse 19. You know, we've used that word uh, heaven so many times. It's important for us to understand what that means. The Lord has established his throne where? In the heavens. Far above. And his kingdom rules over all. So do we have to be afraid of demons? Do we have to be afraid of what's happening in this world? No. Why? Because God's kingdom is over all, above all. The earthly order is temporary and subject to change. You can change your world. If there's something in your life that you don't like it, you don't like what's happening in your life, you can change it. Amen. How? By the word of God which is of a higher order, higher order than all the events around you. If there's something you don't like, change it. Change it by the word of God. I, I spoke to my body. I speak to my body. I want to lose some weight. So what did I do? I speak to my body. I speak to my body. I said, lose some weight. <laughs> Shrink. <laughs> Shrink. <laughs> Can we say amen? You can. And if you're having depressive thoughts, you know, those thoughts are very depressing and they, you know, constantly are pulling you down. What do you do? Speak to those thoughts. Get out of my mind. Good thoughts. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Good thoughts. Uplifting thoughts. And if you're crying and you don't like yourself, you know, the devil is telling you, you call yourself a kingdom warrior. Look at you, you're crying. Change. <laughs> Dry the tears and say, 
I delight in the Lord. <laughs> the joy of the Lord is my strength. What am I doing? I'm changing what I don't like to become what I like. Amen. Listen to yourself. Listen to the words you say and change whatever you don't like. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. So the earthly order is temporary and subject to change. Changed by the power of God's word. What is divine healing? Changing the condition of your body. Changing the condition of your body from sickness to health. Why? Because your body is temporary and therefore it's subject to change. How many of you know that in 10 years time you won't look the same? Well, a little bit of change, hopefully, in the bad way. <laughs> so this body is changing. So you can command this body to change to good. Changes are happening all the time. But you can speak to those changes that the changes are good. Come on, say it with me. Good changes. One more time. Good changes. In my family. In my body. At work, in church, good changes, good changes. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at Mark chapter 13, verse 31 in the Amplified Bible. Amplified Bible, Mark 13, verse 31. This is Jesus speaking. He said, heaven, heaven is not a very good translation. A better translation should be skies. Skies and earth will perish. And pass away. But my words will not perish or pass away. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Amen. Glory be to God. So what do we do? Stay above. The words of God are from above. So they are permanent and they supersede. Amen. All other words. Amen. And the word of God will not perish and will not pass away. So look at Colossians chapter 3 verse 2. So what am I to do? Stay above. Look at the person next to you. Stay above. Colossians chapter 3 verse 2. Stay above. Colossians chapter 3 verse 2. Set your minds and keep them set on what is above. On the higher things. Not on the things that are of the earth. So when you look at a person, you focus on his salvation. Focus on her salvation. All the other things don't matter. Amen. When you look at your body, focus on its health and healing. Everything else doesn't matter. How many of you know that if you keep noticing the junk, that's what you get, the junk? Whatever you focus on, that's what you get. You keep looking at sickness, you get sick. You keep looking at a person's wrong, that's what you get, the wrongs of that person. You, go, you keep looking at your own folks. That's what you get, folks, all the time. Because whatever you focus on will grow. Whatever you focus on will grow. And that's why it's no good to gossip. That's why it's no good to keep talking bad. Because whatever you say will come to pass. Fear is faith. It's faith working in the negative. Fear is faith working in the negative. And how many of you know that with the fallen human nature, the fallen human soul is a lot easier and it seems like it's more juicy <laughs> to talk about what is negative than what is positive. 
That's called the lust of the flesh. But we stay above. Can we say stay above? above. One more time. Stay above. Set your minds and keep them set on what is above, not the things that are on the earth. Go to John 3, 6. John 3, 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Spirit. Two births, two deaths. Two births. Two deaths, natural and spiritual. And when I choose spiritual birth, I don't have the second death. I get delivered from the second death. When I choose to be born twice, the natural and the spiritual birth, I only die the natural death to be with the Lord forever and ever. Can we say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Exempted from the second death. Amen. With eternal birth. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. If you look at Matthew chapter 11, verse 11, Matthew 11, 11, This scripture used to, you know, bother me for a long time that I couldn't understand. You know, I remember when I first got born again, I was chasing after the pastors. Could you explain this verse to me? Matthew 11, 11. I don't understand. So Jesus was saying, verily, verily, I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there have not risen one that is greater than John the Baptist. That's why just now I told you, Moses Abraham, David, Daniel, even Enoch. All of them. Why? Because they were all born of women. They had not been born again. Not when they were in the Old Testament times. There had not risen a one greater than John the Baptist. In that dispensation, John the, John the Baptist was the greatest. Greater than Abraham, greater than David. Why? Because he ushered in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, who is Jesus. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John. The Baptist. Who is Jesus talking about? Who is Jesus talking about? You. 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 The least in the kingdom of heaven. That's you. You have been born again into the kingdom of heaven. Translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. You are in his kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. And you are greater than Moses, Abraham, David, Elijah, Elijah, Daniel, Esther, Mordecai. You're greater than all those men and women listed in the book of Hebrews in the hall of frame. In the hall of Fame. 
referring to faith. Can you see that? Do you appreciate that? Come on, put your hand on your heart and say, Jesus is talking about me. He's talking about you. Talking about you. Thank you, Jesus. The Old Testament sings they were not born again. They were not born of the Spirit. They only had a natural birth. You and I, we've had two births. A natural birth and a spiritual birth. You and I, we have been born a saint. You don't have to struggle to be a saint. And no matter how much you struggle, you won't be a saint. It's only when you recognize your salvation, only when you recognize and acknowledge your spiritual birth, then you live out of that understanding. The Old Testament sings they were born of a woman into a God-given, God-chosen nation. New Testament sings all of us We were born of the word and of the spirit. Two fathers, two rulers, two kingdoms, two laws, two orders, two spirits. Kingdom, the kingdom of Jesus Christ against the kingdom of darkness. The devil the father of his own children, so different from our father. The law of the world, different from the laws of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. The world's order, different from the order of the kingdom. The spirits of the world, very different from the spirit of truth of the kingdom. When we talk about the birth, we're talking about the source. Why is the birth so important? Because your birth is your source, it's your origin. That's where you get your offspring. The word offspring means springing forth from the root of the same kind. We have to be born again so that we can be of the same order. We can be of the same kind as Jesus. We can be of the same spirit as Jesus. If you look at the word of Jesus in John chapter 8 verse 44. John 8 44. What did Jesus say? Without even examining their conduct. Without looking looking at their resume so to speak. Without even knowing them. What did Jesus say? You are of your father, the devil. The lusts of your father you will do. So when we talk about the offspring, we're talking about the origin, we're talking about the root, we're talking about the source. And if you look at Matthew chapter 10 verse 20, Jesus said, for it is not you that speak, but the spirit of your father which speaks in you. So when we pray, like what Jesus taught us to, and we say, our Father, my Father, Father God, 
Don't forget that you are his son. You are his daughter. You are his offspring. You operate by the same spirit. By the same nature. He is your source. He is your root. Jesus is your blueprint. That's where we operate from. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. You are not somebody who has a lot of wounds and you need people to keep patching you up. You need to validate me. You need to affirm me. You need to tell me that I'm good. No, you are good because you were born good. Glory be to God. Christianity is not about patching you up. You know, you need to change this, you need to change that, you need to change this, you need to change that. Christianity is knowing, knowing the father who has given birth to you, knowing that you are his son and embrace it. And don't ever be distracted. Psalm 16, David, he never said that I was good. No, no, he said, preserve me, O God, for in thee I put my trust preserve me don't allow the devil defile me don't allow the devil to contaminate me don't allow the devil to 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 uh corrupt me can we say amen power comes from the inside out not the outside in can we say amen amen keep affirming who you are in christ jesus the life that is in you thank you father god the word son, I want to, the word son comes from, the word son comes from three Greek words. There are three Greek words that are translated as sons. Okay, if you're taking notes. The first one is the word technon. Say with me, technon. It means just a general term, the children, the offspring. It's a, a term of endearment, a term of affection. The second one is napeos. Napeos means someone who doesn't speak, who does not know how to speak, who is not taught, unskilled, untrained, someone who is childish. That's napeo. That's the second word translated as sons in the New Testament, napeo. Referring to a childish attitude. If you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 11. 1 Corinthians 13 11. The apostle Paul said, when I became a child, I put away childish things. When I became a man, I put away childish things. Say with me, put away. Childish things. Otherwise, you stay a nepeo. It's no good. And the third word translated as son is the word huos. 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 Now, before we go to that, I need to explain why God doesn't want us to stay as nepeos. 
God does not want us to stay as napeos or childish. Why? Look at Galatians chapter 4, verse 1 to 3. Galatians chapter 4, verse 1 to 3. Well, you say, I don't understand why Pastor Dora is always asking me to listen to Kingdom Warriors, do Bible study, you know. Why, why, why? Look at this. This is the reason why. Galatians chapter 4, 1 to 3. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, that's the word napeo, differs nothing from a servant. That means a napeo is a servant, a slave. Though by right, he is the Lord of all. Can you see that? Look at verse 3. So we, when we were children, napeos, were in bondage under the elements of the world. So that means if you stay childish, if you st stay unlearned, you stay untaught, you stay under the authority of demons. You stay in bondage. You stay in captivity. You stay sick. You stay poor. You stay broke. You stay victims. Do you understand? Do you understand? Now, this is a very important word. It's the word huos. Huos. Jesus identified by the Holy Spirit as huos. And Jesus also identified himself as huos. He loved calling himself the son of man. And that man, the word man, is huos. In all the four Gospels, Jesus identified himself as who was. He is the man. He is the man ordained by God, walking in absolute perfection. Why? Because he stayed above. He stayed above all through the years when he was ministering as a who was, as a man. And the other very, very important revelation is that Paul, the Apostle Paul, identified the mature and spirit-led Christians as huos. Paul also identified the mature and spirit-filled Christians as huos, not napeos. So finally, what's so special about huos? What's so special about Huos? If you look at Romans chapter 8 verse 16. Romans chapter 8 verse 16. You read that for yourself. When you are a Huos, you have the witness of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. You have the leading of the Holy Spirit. When you are a Huos, you walk manifesting God on the earth. When you are a Huos, you are an heir of God, a joint heir with the Lord Jesus Christ. You are laying hold of your inheritance. You're walking in your kingdom right. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And you can tread on serpents and scorpions. Not the Nepales, but the Huos. What else? Listen to this. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6. I'm finishing with this. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6 in the Amplified Bible. 
When you are a huos, you get to attain to a higher wisdom. You get to have revelation that others do not have, that had not been revealed to the Nepales, neither even to the Technons. The revelation and the wisdom that they are reserved for the hewels of God. First Corinthians chapter two, verse six to seven. When we are among the full grown, spiritually mature Christians who are right in understanding, listen to this. Paul said, we do impart a higher wisdom. The knowledge of the divine plan previously hidden. You will be given the prophetic knowledge. The prophetic plan will be unfolded for you. You will get to know and taste a foretaste of your future. Look at verse 7. But rather, what we are setting forth is a wisdom of God once hidden from the human understanding and now revealed to us by God. That wisdom which God devised and decreed before the ages, what? For our glorification, to lift us into the glory of his presence. So do you want to be a huos? Do you want to be a huos? Yes. Progressive growth is rewarded with abundant revelations. Higher wisdom. A higher life. The glory of his presence. His manifested power and authority. Can we see that? Do you get that? Do you get that church? Now go with me to Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1. This is very powerful. Therefore, let us go on and get past the elementary stage. Go on and get past the elementary stage. Don't keep staying in your primary school, go up to high school, go up to to university, go on and get past the elementary stage in the teachings and the doctrines of Christ, advancing steadily toward the completeness and perfection that belong to spiritual maturity. Lift up your hands and receive this. Lift up your hands and receive this. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Continue, please. Amen. Toward completeness and perfection that belong to spiritual maturity. Let's look at verse 4. Let's look at the description for who else. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened... Verse 4. Go to verse 4. Look at the descriptions of the huos. Who are the huos? Number 1. Say with me, enlightened. Number 2. Tasted of the heavenly gift. It's verse 4. Verse 4. 
Number two, taste it of the heavenly gift. Number three, made partakers of the Holy Spirit. Partakers or sharers. Now, read this again. I think some of you haven't got it. For it is impossible. Okay, okay, skip that. Referring to the huos, okay? So we're not backsliding, okay? We're not backsliding. We're moving on. So these are the descriptions of huos. Enlightened. Consciously tasted the heavenly gift. Sharers of the Holy Spirit. Continue, please. Move on. Felt how good the word of God is. My, my Amplified Bible says, uh, let me read this for me. Tasted the good word of God. It's like you have received testimony just because you have believed the word. Tasted of the good word of God. And then continue the mighty powers of the age and the world to come. I just, I just want to read this to you again. See how good it is to be the heroes of God. Enlightened. Tasted the heavenly gifts, the gifts of the Spirit. Partakers of the Holy Ghost. Tasted the good word of God. You've received testimonies from believing the word of God. You're moving in the power. Amen. The powers of heaven. The powers of the world to come. And if you read in uh, Hebrews chapter 6 verse 9, the Holy Spirit is telling us that we have better things that accompany salvation. But to put it, just to put it, to summarize it, that means when you're born again, when you're born from above, when you're born of the Holy Ghost, you are not just born again just so that you won't sin. You are not just born again so that you won't get attacked. You are not born again so that you won't born, you know, to be sorrowful and, and sick and always in strife. No, you're being born again for a glorious future. You're being born again to taste of the goodness of God. You're born again to see the word of God become flesh and give you miracles. You're born again to see heaven's angels moving on your behalf. You're born again to see the victories of the Lord Jesus Christ manifest in your life. Many in your situations, your families, your environments. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Well, you ask me, Pastor Dora, are you sure? Yes. Can I give you the last scripture? Go to Romans chapter 8, verse 29. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. It's so good to be a Christian. Aren't you excited? Aren't you excited? It's so good to be a Christian. Glory be to God. So be lifted up. Be lifted up. Be lifted up. Amen. Hallelujah. Cut all those, you know, so ties. Cut all those so ties. Amen. Don't allow the devil to keep pulling you down. Romans chapter 8 verse 29 verse 30. 29 to 30. Listen to this. This is about you. Come on, say to the person next to you. It's about me. <laughs> for whom he did for no. You're not an accident. He knows you. Okay. For whom he did for no, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. You are such a good Christian. Why? Because you have been predestinated to be like Jesus. 
conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the first uh, firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. Called. And whom he called, he also justified. Justified. And that's when you never be upset with anybody. Why? Because he's been justified. What's the point of me getting angry with him? Do you get that? Only one person. <laughs> he's been justified. What's the point of me getting angry with him? <laughs> no point. Justified. And whom he justified, he also? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Lift up your hands and say, I'm glorified. I'm glorified. I'm glorified. Amen. Say with me for no. And then predestinate, called, justified, glorified. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Embrace the whole thing. The whole thing. That's about you. That's about you. Don't belittle your spiritual birth. It's very, very powerful. You are a miracle worker. You are a saint. You are a child of God. Don't let anybody belittle you and don't ever you belittle yourself. Can we say amen? Can I just stand up with me? Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Hallelujah. And he is your author and he is your finisher. Whatever he started in you, he will finish. Glory be to God. Amen. Glory, glory, glory. Lift up your hands and praise him. Just lift up your hands and praise him. Lift up your hands and praise him. Amen. Hallelujah. Just praise him. Say thank you, God, for making me. For making me being me. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm your huos. I'm your child. I'm your child. I'm your huos. I'm your offspring. I glorify you. I honor you. That's my joy. That's my peace. That's my satisfaction. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Say with me, my future is good. My future is glorious. My life is getting better and better. By the moment, every day, hallelujah, I'm invincible, indefeatable. I believe it. I live it out. I manifest it. The hope that never fails. The love that never fails. The faith that always comes to pass. That's who I am. Oh, Jesus, I'm in you. You are in me. Wonderful Holy Spirit, you are my glory, the lifter up of my head. Oh, wonderful Holy Ghost, precious Holy Spirit, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Can the musicians come on stage? Amen. If you are here and you know that you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord,